Hey everyone, welcome for this eighth episode of the Venly Expert Talk. Today we have with us Sandeep. And um, for us, Sandeep is a very special guest and quite a celebrity into that blockchain space. Um, so Sandeep is co-founder of Polygon. And before I start with the conversation, I just wanted to give uh, some more practical details. We are streaming this live on Twitter, LinkedIn, in YouTube, and we're also recording this for our Spotify and Apple podcast. I'm recording this from Miami uh, today, so it's a special episode for me as well. I'm here in Miami for our Basel and the Decentral event. So if you were in town, just ping me on Twitter. I'll be here till this evening. Um, just last reminder why we do this. We want to inspire this generation of Web3 builders with great stories by great minds. And I believe today we have one of the greatest minds in the space uh, with Sandeep. You can also ask your questions in comments on all the live streams and we'll see them popping up here. So welcome, Sandeep. It's a pleasure to host you today on our podcast. And allow me to say that I'm grateful that people like yourself are here to move the space forward and help improve that Ethereum scalability today. I think all of us have noticed um, a lot of like pain with the gas fees and that um, Bodygon is a great solution for fast transactions, cheap transactions, uh, efficient transaction, transactions. So um, yeah, thank you for this. Can you start by introducing yourself? What is your background and what got you into crypto? Hey, hey, man! Uh, thanks, first of all, thanks, uh, thank, thank you, thank to you, and uh, as well as the Venli team for having me here. Um, so, um, um, in terms of like um, my intro, uh, so basically, I. Um, you know, have been into the entrepreneurship uh, side for quite some time, uh, you know, in, uh, personally and uh, always wanted to do uh, something something on a large scale. Um, and, uh, you know, my journey of like, and I, I by, uh, by my basic education, I am computer science engineer. And after that, I did some man, uh, one management uh, degree course also that too specialized in technology only so uh, you know I mean throughout my journey of uh, you know entrepreneurship a lot of things happened uh, previous startups experience for them uh, you know led me to kind of explore into deep tech space uh, that's when I uh, you know uh, stumbled on to initially Bitcoin read something about it and uh, you know then realize that basically it's a very uh, revolutionary idea and then you know kind of like more than a technology it's basically kind of a fundamental shift how human beings can interact with each other that is computing something or calculating something in a decentralized way right without trusting any some any um, you know uh, particular um, uh, any particular uh, you know um, middleman or uh, the trusted party and uh, you know when i read about bitcoin the good thing was that the computer science engineer and me kind of started thinking that this computation what bitcoin is doing is essentially nothing but a very small kind of computation which is like a payment computation right like simple payment pay a pays to b uh, but then what if we can run complex uh, you know business com uh, computations in uh, uh, you know in, in this decentralized setting that that you know kind of excited me a lot and then I stumbled onto ethereum uh, you know uh, after that and and I realized that okay this is it like this is the thing that I've been looking for 
and uh, luckily for all of us that ethereum and ethereum community has been there it you know kind of gave you the first hand experience of those those web3 ethos uh, and and you know kind of makes you it makes you feel uh, uh, you know kind of like uh, mission driven on on why you are here right and uh, i think since then uh, you know i've been falling into the rabbit hole <laughs> and uh, yeah. here we are uh, <laughs> yeah excellent yeah yeah and uh i think you you've yeah you fell pretty deep into the rabbit hole because you've built um like great a great product with a lot of users um can you for people that don't know polygon and I, i don't believe that there are many people that don't know polygon um but can could you like introduce quickly what polygon does um yeah what what it does today and and maybe so, also like polygon in the past it was matic and now rebranded to polygon right yeah so so polygon originally uh, started as a uh, plasma approach like plasma is basically nothing but for layman basically polygon is a um, you know you can think of a layer 2 or secondary layer ethereum solution so what do you, what do i mean by that basically what i'm trying to say here is that you know there are there are two ways of scaling blockchains one you can try to scale on layer 1 that means the blockchain itself like that means if you want to scale ethereum you can try to scale ethereum on layer 1 which is the which are the efforts from the eth community eth 2.0 all those things but the thing is that uh, blockchains are built for decentralization and you know uh, the, the the blockchain trilemma basically it's kind of a quasi theorem that you can think about is that which says that out of decentralization security and scale you can choose only two so the layer layer 1 actually has to choose decentralization and has to choose security so it you know the the scaling is a fundamental trade off so no matter how much you strive for the layer 1 blockchains can only achieve certain amount of um, you know uh, computational bandwidth now if you want to if you want to have mass adoption and bring you know millions and millions of users on blockchain then how do you scale it so the you know the other answer is to scale these blockchains on a secondary layer which is the uh, which is you know we call uh, you know people call layer 2 we 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 call it secondary layer because our definition of layer 2 is much broader than what layer 2 actually is so uh, wait, what what layer 2 you know purists would would say so essentially uh you know we started when we were matic network we started with one kind of approach that okay you know uh matic is based, uh, or matic is trying to scale ethereum using this approach called plasma you know what what happened is that we strived two years to build the mainnet and then you know uh, one one unfortunate thing with the crypto industry is that it is very short term it moves from hype to hype and what happened is that after a particular time the hype and the the market attention moved from plasma to uh, you know initially optimistic rollups then zk rollups now there is starkware and then all of these different kind of technologies keep coming before plasma also there were uh, state channels and things like that so um, you know so what we realized is that even though we build a very production ready product and 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 everything but uh, you know communities attention you know kind of move to the uh, other other uh, kind of solution approach secondly those approaches were better also uh, from where we started so we we realized that we want to be approach agnostic for scaling ethereum so we focused on our mission our mission is to bring mass mass adoption to 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 ethereum 
and to scale ethereum you know accordingly for massive adoption right so so we we said that okay you know we now no longer are will be any particular approach agnostic approach specific will be approach agnostic that means we will we will choose or we will pick up whatever approach becomes mainstream and we'll try to build these networks which allows developers to build on these uh, you know these chains and we 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 will focus on building the production ready uh, you know chains and and you know build the ecosystem uh, efforts and things like that around those chains now that is the main idea of polygon polygon is basically an approach agnostic scaling platform on top of ethereum so you know you have ethereum scalability by a variety of approach that's why it's called polygon poly poly means you know multiple approaches and you know polygon has today already three or uh, like four or five projects uh, announced uh, out of them uh, you know three projects are already live awesome yeah really good introduction yeah. i believe that with this introduction you you answered a lot of uh, pending questions um but one question because you you're talking about scaling ethereum are you also planning to to scale other blockchains beside ethereum or are will you focus on ethereum for the coming years um so uh, you know we are not uh, focused on any other blockchains our fundamental belief is that uh, ethereum is the ultimate value transfer layer and uh, you know and the ultimate security and settlement layer and on top of these uh, on top of this, this value and settlement layer you will have these business activities moving into these secondary layer uh, chains which uh, you know polygon is looking to provide so we are fully focused on ethereum only okay excellent and i know that that um, polygon doesn't like to be associated with a layer 2 solution or can be named a layer 2 solution what is the big difference you would say between uh, polygon compared to the layer two solutions or am i wrong and can you say polygon layer two um so uh, you know polygon you, you mean like how polygon compares with other layer two solutions yeah yeah mm -hmm. so so see like as i as i said that polygon is a suite of solutions like uh you know by suite of solution think of it like aws like the, the developers who know what aws is basically amazon web service like if yeah. you are a web 2 developer and if you are looking to get centralized computation what you do you go to aws you choose which which kind of server you need you create your server for yourself and then you run your applications on top of it we we believe polygon is going to be something like that on the for the web 3 they basically you need or you want uh, you know computation decentralized computation so you come to polygon and then you know choose what kind of solution you want so our we have a suite of solution which has various different kinds of layer 2 solutions so if you want to compare polygon then you have to compare let's say solution by solution if you want to compare polygon sdk which has independent sovereign chains then you would have to compare it with cosmos or uh, polka dot related substrate but uh, difference with polygon sdk is that it is these chains are you know default connected to and bridged to ethereum right so that is one mm -hmm. one one this thing then you if you see polygon pos chain you would have to compare it with you know some kind of like commit chains and things like that which which do not exist in that much plenty uh, if you want to see pure side chains uh, you know there would be things like xdai and some other kind of different chains 
similarly if you come into the pure roll up side on the on the uh, you know optimistic roll ups we are not doing any any activity like we are not building any product right now on on optimistic roll up because we are more focused on zero knowledge roll ups zk roll ups and on zk roll ups we have four different uh, you know initiatives so you know if you want to compare let's say uh, polygon uh, you know hermes it might be comparable to zk sync if you want to compare polygon maiden it might be comparable to starkware what starkware is doing and starknet is building if you want to compare uh, let's say some of the other solutions that we are launching um, you know they would be compared to probably or maybe you know mixture of uh, some of these so we are on zk side like unstand young like unstand young uh, nightfall product is a enterprise privacy protocol and where we are uh, you know uh, completely focused on uh, enterprise and I, i don't know of products yet because industry has not caught up over there that's why we feel that we have a very good lead over there in terms of those products so uh, you know various different solutions in polygon <clears throat> can be compared to some layer 2s yeah. but overall polygon as a suit there are there i don't think there is any other competitor who is trying to do something similar great okay that makes makes a lot of sense thank you um for this answer from our experience here at vanni we know that polygon is really hands on um when it comes to providing technical and marketing support how are you able today to scale that kind of service that you've been giving in the last couple of years especially since we are dealing with a complex technical um and i can imagine finding the right people in such a short time frame must be very difficult is that a challenge uh, for, for polygon since you have everyday new projects that are joining the the network Oh, absolutely! Like you know, I mean, uh, the, the 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 talent acquisition, both in-house talent as well as attracting new projects and talents to build on an ecosystem, both are very very difficult because the Web three is still in very early stages, and uh, it's very hard to find uh, talent on on all the fronts, and especially you know at Polygon internally to build these teams who can provide uh, you know support, handle teams. guide the teams and all that it's it's really hard because that talent is not available actually tech i'm i'm not even talking about tech talent tech talent is like i think web3 tech talent is kind of the 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 most uh, you know rarest commodity right now uh, on the planet uh, and everybody is behind them so it's difficult definitely difficult but you know uh, having a very strong brand for polygon now has helped us a lot uh we originated from uh, you know we three co-founders uh, you know were from india and uh, you know due to that we were able to attract a lot of uh, you know top talent from india so that's a good source but now we have a polygon hermes in switzerland uh, and our polygon sdk teams are in uh, you know eastern europe so we are able to attract like you know indian european and these with, with some of the recent uh, projects joining polygon we have now you know strong uh you know presence in the us also so we are able to now attract global talent but still it's really difficult and hard to to do all of this yeah and and to give an idea how, how big is the team today and how fast did it grow in in, in the past two years um i would say the last one year itself i think this january we were 40 45 people today we are 210 wow 220 people it's for a protocol it's like a very big very big team but obviously we are doing a lot of different things also yeah so it it it, it kind of you know uh, makes sense in that sense cool yeah and talking about the different things that you do as well you recently launched polygon studios 
Can you give um, a, a bit or dive a bit deeper into that and what you're doing um, with Polygon Studios and, and what is the thought process behind it to launch Polygon Studios? So, uh, you know, Polygon Studios thought process is very simple that, you know, NFT and gaming and, you know, as Wenli uh, also, you know, has, has proven by onboarding so many, I think probably a million plus users only uh, Wenli has onboarded onto Polygon. Uh, yeah. That you know, there are so many projects right now building on NF, you know, building NFT and NFT related things. There are brands, there are celebrities, there are multiple sections within NFTs right now. Like you know, as we said, that brand and celebrities, uh, you know, these are the two big big segments who are trying to do these NFTs. Then you have these IP holders, like traditional IP holders in our industry, they are trying to do NFTs. Then there is the art segment in the NFTs and all that. So. There are various different divisions and from within the Polygon main, uh, you know, which is infrastructure focused, uh, you know, very technical focused, uh, you know, outfit, it was becoming difficult. So we wanted to create a team of experts who specifically focuses on these things, specifically focuses on, on working with, the, you know, amazing partners like you guys. Uh, you know, where we can build these experiences tomorrow, help and, uh, you know, kind of incubate, help and kind of help them launch these, uh, you know, um, you know, these, these experiences into the world, uh, uh, you know, globally. Um, that's, that was the main reason of, of, of starting Polygon Studio so that we can have like strategic focus on these things. Excellent. And are you focusing on specific industry? Um, like blockchain gaming with Polygon Studios, or would you say that you also are there for brands and IPs and other types of, of uh, projects? No, so basically Polygon Studios is our uh, one-stop shop for any kind of NFT-related stuff, right? Yeah. So whether it's brands, celebrities, everything, everything falls under Polygon Studios. Okay, makes sense, thanks. And um, do you think, like, when because you were talking about the NFT space here, are, do you see NF, the NFT space become bigger than the crypto trading space? Let's say, what's your take on, on, on this? Oh, for sure. I think, uh, you know, in terms of its attention and number of users, I think it's already on path to become bigger, uh, much bigger uh, than, the, than the trading side of things, right? Because NFT basically brings the brings the actual product market fit to, to, to blockchain, right? So... Uh, you know, I mean, I think this is if you if you take cumulative users and compare it with the number of traders in this space or simple token holders who are basically in the crypto financial industry, um, I think it, this number will it will be very easy to cross this number. This number of users would be much higher uh, for these uh, you know consumer uh, product and consumer applications. Of yeah. And in my opinion as well, like it make, makes more sense, it's a little bit more tangible, it's a great use case of blockchain. Um, and it's a great, great way for users to enter the Web3 space. My opinion is going to be very important that all those new users that we're onboarding in the, in the space, in the Web3 space, we should be sure that they have like a good user experience with good tools, with good blockchains, not paying too much gas fees, and especially not losing their digital assets. So uh, when it comes to wallet and and, and yeah, storage of, uh, of digital assets is going to become super important for uh, for keeping those new users in uh, in the Web3 space. Could you like 
it is easy to see how gaming, um, the whole gaming industry is embracing blockchain and NFTs. Um, and it's one of the first industries that really start making waves in the blockchain space, I would say. If you just look at the sandbox, um, you mentioned earlier, um, they, they, they have uh, towards 1 million users that um, that we helped onboard with, uh, with their wallets. But from your position and, and what you see in the space moving, which will be the next major market or industry that will uh, start adopting? adopt blockchain um i think uh, i mean obviously we discussed that nft is going to be like i feel that nft is going to be everywhere wherever there is any form of entertainment any form of engagement you know uh, loyalty and all these things and i think that that market is huge uh, in, in that sense Apart from that, I think <clears throat> DAOs are, uh, are picking up uh, a lot, but that is also Web3 specific phenomena. Later on, uh, like, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people will agree with me, but I think somehow the government applications will become a very important sector because blockchains provide this immutability, accountability and transparency um, uh, to, the, to the application. So I think that has a lot of uh, implications in the government sector. And also on the enterprise side, also I am very bullish. That's why we are working with Ernst and Young and and there are many other enterprise, uh, you know, clients that we are speaking to. Uh, that if because the, these clients basically you need, they want to come on blockchains, probably public networks also, but they want to also have their data privacy and and you know being able to comply with the local laws like GDPR and things like that. And I think. Uh, you know, like uh, all kudos to the firms like Ernst Young and all that who are doing or building the public blockchain tech. Uh, you know, uh, which which uh, which which can cater to these enterprise demands. So uh, you know, I think enterprises, uh, you know, where where these especially these financial enterprises, then supply chain, uh, you know, vendors and things like that, like uh, you know, supply chain interactions between various vendors and suppliers uh, and clients. Uh, can also become a very important, uh, you know, segment. And these segment itself, like you know, for example, supply chain and and you know, just procurement between various vendors and all that is itself is such a huge multi-billion-dollar uh, value unlock for the whole industry. So I think you know, the the sequence of event I see is like right now we have NFTs. Next, the biggest explosion is going to come on DAOs, and you know, and then then the layer twos are going to really explode and completely you know, establish the absolute dominance of Ethereum. And, uh, you know, after that, we will, in the next 12 to 18 months somewhere, we'll see some big enterprises adopting uh, blockchain tech. And uh, then, uh, you know, once the privacy and identity in next, you know, probably 18, 24 months, 30 months, whenever we are able to solve these privacy and identity related things, then it's going to be the super cycle where the big enterprises will be able to adopt. And then there is no stopping completely like you know uh, in terms of blockchain uh, you know taking over the world cool yeah that's an awesome vision and um that make, makes a lot of sense coming uh, coming from you as well uh, it's lovely like for me personally i love to hear this and i love to hear that uh, all these real world use cases are going to become um yeah important to do with blockchain like the daos the the, the privacy and, and and having your own identity uh, or your own custody and it's going to be super uh, super interesting and th that's why we're moving to web3 so uh, yeah, that, that, that's great to hear are there any um other like real world use cases um of polygon network that uh, that currently have uh, a lot of adapt adoption or, or potential that you can mention 
Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, we are uh, specifically like, for example, uh, there is this enterprise platform called Cargo X, which uh, produces and stores these, um, you know, shipping related documents uh, in Egypt. They use, uh, you know, Polygon network to have their, uh, you know, document IDs and things like that. Uh, similarly, in India, uh, uh, you know, government of Maharashtra, uh, which is like a very big state, probably has the population, um, you know, two thirds of the entire United States, like that big state in terms of population, they are storing their vaccination records or, um, you know, their, 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 uh, uh, this RT-PCR test related, uh, you know, COVID test related records on, on, on chain on Polygon. Similarly, uh, you know, we have in, in some hinterland, uh, we have even seen, uh, uh, you know, uh, some of the grievance addressal for the hinterland, like, you know, tribal areas in India, like, which are, you know, very far away areas. Some of them are affected by Naxalism and, and things like that, where, you know, tribal people are not able to get their voice out. Uh, to the government body. So, you know, they are also using blockchain in terms of storing their grievances so that it is highlighted to the topmost level. Nobody in the middle, you know, can can take bribe or corruption to kind of, you know, uh, not let these things uh, go to the top. Even the police departments are looking for it. So these are some of the real world use cases where I think, as I said that, you know, this, uh, um, uh, um, you know, um, accountability and transparency kind of use cases will help a lot uh, for these public systems to become more efficient and more accountable. Cool. Yeah, lovely to hear. Um, that, that makes more tangible for people that are not aware of, of, of everything Web3 and, and, and blockchain to really see that there are uh, real-life use cases and, and it's just going to get more and more use cases uh, and to optimize things, to make things more trustworthy, transparent. So that's a yeah, um, great examples that you just shared. Um, the, the the topic of this talk is the future of Polygon and its vision to make blockchain invisible. Can you like give some examples or explain more what you mean by invisible? So, by uh, you know blockchain being invisible, I you know we mean in terms of the user experience, right? Yeah. So right now, like when you use your mobile right you you don't care about like you know whether you are calling via cdma network or gsm network which <laughs> which cellular network your phone call is going through right so uh, i mean that is the kind of uh, you know uh, future we want to achieve where blockchain we are very clear that and that's why like you know previously uh, i mean only now some layer one and infrastructure you know things are like doing mass media marketing and all that we never really thought in that way we always uh, you know did our marketing centric to developers and uh, uh, and you know like we our our uh, kind of uh, approach was always to be present to the developers who are building applications the end users uh, don't need to think uh, much about much about these technical complexities and you know to be honest like i keep saying that let's say in 3 to 5 years from now if we are talking about, still talking about, let's say if in five years we are talking about which blockchain is the best blockchain or layer one or layer two, that means we whole the whole industry has failed, uh, you know, uh, as as a, as a collective. Yeah. So you know, the, that's why I feel that you know blockchain should be invisible, and then user experience layers like what you guys are doing at at Benly, right? You guys should be the the the, the front facing or kind of the middleware where users interact uh, you know uh, where users interact with the applications and then applications need to become the heroes 
you know where where the whole focus is on what kind of applications are being built instead of like we all like the whole crypto community you know kind of uh, shilling their own bags that okay i love this protocol i love that protocol mm-hmm. you know uh, especially the in, in infrastructure side i'm talking about they should be talking more about dapps which dapps they are using which dapps has more users uh, and then you know things like that yeah excellent yeah yeah that's 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 so true um like this is gonna gonna transform and on twitter we're gonna have other conversations uh, i hope in a year or two um i think a good example on something that we collaborated um together on is with shopify with um the shopify app uh, that Benny created on polygon um this is like a great example that people um will be able to purchase uh, nfts via shopify store um and they don't even have to know like um that 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 nft is living on a specific network or a specific blockchain uh, they don't even have to have a wallet at the time of purchasing they will just purchase that item on shopify and get an email um with a link to uh, to their wallet attached to their email address so i, I believe this is like to bring the new people and to have a really good user experience will be super important to um to have the right tools and indeed it doesn't matter like um what blockchain uh is it's is underlying or it matters but it's not like necessarily relevant for the end users what blockchain is uh is underlying the uh, the asset um talking about that, that shopify application how do you see like the future of e-commerce do you see more and more like today's big e-commerce stores uh, integrating NFTs in their uh, in their shop. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we are already uh, seeing some early examples, and you know, right now I can't I can't name uh, you know few things, but uh, but 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 you know, uh, there have been uh, some uh, you know they, they, we we have been in in discussions or talks with some of the very big brands who are trying to. use these uh, you know uh, shopify integrations hope that happens um, yeah but, but but you know i'm very excited for that but right now i did, i don't think that i can take uh, some of the names uh, yeah but at your end like you know you you might want to talk uh, more about like uh, you know what how how you are seeing the adoption uh, of the of the shopify integrations yeah i think, think from our end we uh, we see a lot of demand um and we indeed see like bigger brands in uh, especially in the, the the fashion and entertainment industries um that are um selling you nfts as well the um, the thing is that more and more brands realize that uh they need to attach utility to those nfts so they need to see it more on the long term um so they need to have a, like a good strategy and i'm sure like polygon studios will be able to help them as well um on this but that's that's going to be super important for those brands to have the right nft strategy um for their community so we see we see a, a great evolution and and we believe that nfts like every company at a certain moment they will uh integrate nfts even if it's like for marketing purposes but it could also be for community building it could be to uh, to get feedback to create daos sub daos um so yeah um i think that 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 move with shopify um that polygon and vanity did together is um really great to bridge web 2 and uh, and and to web 3 um so this yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see which brands um are going to go live in the, in the, in the coming weeks we already we, we know but we can't uh leak those alphas yet but uh make sure to to follow <laughs> polygon and uh, and venly on twitter and, uh, and and you will see that soon 
Um, it's also great like for press releases um, because it's real world use cases, real world brands. And whenever they come out with NFTs, it makes more sense for journalists to uh, to talk about it in mainstream media. So that's, uh, yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, Sandeep, for, uh, I have a few questions left. Um, also, I wanted to uh, to share with the audience. You can um, ask your questions in comments on, uh, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, even on YouTube. And we'll see them popping up here. We have one from uh, from Surya that I'm going to cover later on. Um, but I have a, a question that uh, I like to ask all our guests. Um, is like we have several de developers and future founders listening to our podcast, or we hope that we have some yeah, big future Web3 founders. Um, and what advice can you give them in terms of opportunities, technology, or uh, or what advice in general, do's and don'ts based on your experience with, uh, with successful projects? So I think um, one of the biggest advice I can uh, give to the entrepreneurs who are looking to do token startups, right? Let's call them token startups. Uh, I mean, if you are doing a non-token startup, then your your kind of uh, experience is like you know like like the traditional startups. But if you are doing a token startup, I think one of the things is is basically i mean as everyone will tell you that okay you know you need to focus on community and things like that i am also saying that but what are the actionable how do you do that exactly how do you create a good community and as 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 a, as a founder i would recommend every founder to be present in front of the community you know in in more uh, kind of more, more stronger capacity in the sense that you know, you like most of the times I see that founders, you know, raise funds and things like that. They will set up some community managers and they will never directly interact with the community. Right? That's why they never get the nerve of the of the community, what their community is thinking and all that. So I think whether it's on Twitter or, or your Telegram or Discord, at least in the initial stages where you are growing from, a let's say, a very uh, early stage project to a mid cap and then eventually to a large cap and all that, at least till the mid cap stage, you should be very, very, of course, like maybe even later, but if your time doesn't permit, but even at least till mid cap stage, when you are reaching top 100 rank or things like that, uh, you know, before that, or, or uh, you know, unless you unless you cross, let's say top 25 and your, your schedule gets too busy, you should be directly uh you know uh, directly appearing to the community i personally did did so a lot uh, and i used to be on our telegram channel uh constantly active answering the questions of our, of our community myself and all that and that actually resulted in a lot of like hardcore polygon fans you know which uh you know go beyond the financial benefits and all that and always are are there for polygon community and that's why we have a very cohesive community in that oh. sense uh, mm, apart from that, I would say that also, uh, you know, the, the Web3 token startups have different kinds of, uh, like they have all the problems that, that a normal startup can have, right? But on day zero or fairly early in your journey, you are launching your token. So you have these whole financial markets, publicly listed token and all that stuff that happens with a company in the traditional world where the company has done has been in the business for last five years at least and they have done series a b c then they do an ipo and then their uh, you know basically shares are out here the company even though it's not shares it's not equity uh, although these are utility tokens but then they are live 
fairly early in your in your in your in your journey and it puts a lot of pressure on you as a co-founder so you know one thing that we also learned hard way is that also once you are fairly capitalized start building a very formidable and and fairly incentivized uh, you know second uh, layer uh, leadership within your within your uh, within your project so that you know they can they can shoulder a lot of uh, you know burden from you otherwise as a founder like i mean you know i and my co-founders like we we work uh, i think like right now it's still like a lot of pressure is directly on us we are very directly involved and that's why you know we are now hiring more and more people but still i think especially for from my side i'm very deeply involved in in, in a lot of day to day kind of activities which i feel that personally i should have you know onboarded more leaders uh, early on slightly more early on even now it's good uh, you know we are able to attract a lot of talented people but uh you know i personally feel that you know it would have taken less toll on my let's say you know physical health or mental health and all that because right now it becomes like too too stressful for me right because polygon is so big so many projects like thousands and thousands of applications are there and anything goes wrong you know i i i i still am very deeply involved in all those things so so that would be the my second advice for the uh, for the for the listing because for the web 2 uh, token web 3 token founders that you know because this is this has like the whole startup all pressure related to a startup plus a token which is public you have to be publicly facing you have to report all the time on a almost in a on a hourly basis in the real world when you do an ipo you have to probably put a report every 3 months quarterly report here you know you, your community can ask you any time right so you are on 24 cross 7 reporting mode right to the community so uh you know that 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 so that's why like you know hire a strong uh, layer 2 or secondary uh, you know leadership uh, for your for your organization early on great yeah i, I believe that's a great piece of advice for uh, for founders um and funny that you say layer 2 uh, management it's indeed like a layer 2 <laughs> <laughs> comparison yeah, that you and your idea <laughs> if you so if people are interested to join the, um so first that there will be people interested in building on polygon um you probably would advise them to uh, check out and join the discord and go to uh, polygon studios uh, if they have a good project to pitch but if there are people that want to join the polygon team um how are you recruiting are you, do you have like a job page or are you recruiting uh, cross borders um what do you look into into people when you recruit now yeah yeah we have job boards uh, you know on our website also on angel list also we we have uh, jobs posted plus we are we have also jobs on job posted in various job portals like spring roll and things like that uh, so so we are present there but we are also like trying to consolidate and create one section for career pages and and things like that polygon and definitely we are like right now uh, you know covid has made the world more global in that sense so you know our whole team is now like truly globalized team you know we have people from uh, us to uh, europe to africa uh, to you know like uh, india middle east uh, philippines southeast asia everywhere australia even so i think every continent we have people in polygon today nice yeah it's lovely to hear um and a question from the audience um from surya um and the question here so hi sandeep i'm a polygon fan here kudos for the cream uh, for the team and for the great work that you're doing 
In October, there was an article claiming that more than 40% of the token supply was spread over uh, four wallets, I saw that as well. Can you comment on uh, on this for people that would have thoughts in, uh, in the decentralization of um, the Matic token? Was that correct? Absolutely. So basically, um, you know, this uh, the, the addresses that you see, this 40% tokens, uh, you know, even now the percentage is even less. Uh, it's around 32% and all that. Because mm -hmm. these these tokens are smart contracts. These smart these addresses are smart contracts which have locked tokens, which are okay. supposed to be unlocked over a four period four year period. And uh, a lot of our even founders token. For example, this October we had our founders unlock, but nobody took the unlocks because you know we are all in in Polygon. So you know even those addresses where you see some of their tokens, like we have as founders also we have not taken unlocks as well as many of those tokens even now i think 30 32 percent are still logged within the smart contracts which are supposed to be released slowly and it also includes taking rewards so which are not owned by anyone out of these 40 percent tokens there would be some founder unlocks and there will be some staking rewards apart from that all of this is community treasury which is only supposed to be used for growth of polygon ecosystem the way that you are seeing uh, that we are uh, picking up so many uh, I mean, and we are attracting a lot of uh, ZK, uh, top ZK projects to join Polygon Umbrella. Uh, all of that, all those tokens, the treasury, Polygon treasury tokens are being used to grow the Polygon ecosystem. The liquidity mining things and all that you've seen, that's there. Those are the tokens that are used. Awesome. Okay, yeah, that's a very clear uh, answer and uh, I'm great to hear this. Um, thank you for that question, Surya. And because your time is super valuable and um, yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful to have you here on the, on the Vani Expert Talks, um, Sandeep. I have one last question to, uh, to um, wrap this up. What are your favorite Polygon projects? Could be uh, a gaming project, could be, I don't know, an NFT project, a PFP project. What are the favorite ones for you? My favorite project is uh, probably Ave Gotchi. Uh, they have ah, they have like cool. you know one of the most creative teams for uh, yeah. you know nfts uh, and and the way they they design their tokenomics and the way they have built this you know beautiful uh, decentralized community uh, so that is that would be one zedran is also very favorite to me uh, they are probably one of the big breakout projects mm -hmm. poly market is really great plotex is getting so many users now uh, they are a prediction market so there are so many apps uh, that that i love uh on polygon now there are thanks yeah that's cool yeah don't forget to pet your gachis for uh, the gachi fans uh listening here uh avagachi is indeed a great uh great project uh work with family as well um so yeah great um sandeep this was uh great talking with you thank you so so much for being here and uh, sharing your thought with us um any last words or things that you want to share um yeah, I mean, uh, only thing is that, you know, we are like Polygon is becoming very bigger and bigger. I think the things that we are going to announce uh, within now in, in the uh, next, uh, you know, one week or so, um, you know, in, at the Polygon ZK Summit, uh, do 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 uh, come and visit us on the Polygon ZK, ZK Day with ETH Global. We are make, going to make a very big announcement and uh, that would probably put Polygon right at the top spot in terms of its uh, you know, zero knowledge cryptography competencies and the products that we are building. And ZK is the biggest frontier for us and we are going 
you know, bigger and bigger than that. And apart from that, PM, thank you. Thanks so much, Yan and Benley team for having us here. And thanks for being so, such amazing partners. I think, you know, uh, you are one of the closest partners where we work uh, and, you know, work with so many projects and, and get, get them to adopt, um, you know, Ethereum. And it's so amazing to, to always uh, collaborate with you guys. Thanks Great for having me here. For us. Thank you so much, Sandeep. Talk to you later. Enjoy your day and thank you for all your answers. Um, next episode will be with John Jordan and he's uh, specialized in everything that is a blockchain gaming. So for the people that are um, listening to this podcast regularly in two weeks, we will have John Jordan here. Thank you, Sandeep. And thank you for everyone for listening and here. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.